Welcome to the Three to Our Way podcast, a weekly one-hour conversation about sports, television, film, music, and current events. Real life, no sights. Hosted by childhood friends Sherm the Barber, Substantial, and Jay Cash. Three to Our Way is as humorous as it is informative. We bring our odd perspectives on odd stories to you via YouTube and all podcast platforms. Our weekly show is pre-recorded, but you can catch us live on the first Sunday of every month. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now let's get to it. Yo, we're back once again. How y'all doing out there? Welcome to 3 to Our Way Podcast. I am your host for the evening, J Cash, with my boy Shiggity Sherm, my man Substantial. Yeah. How y'all doing, fellas? How we kicking it off today? Chilling, chilling. How you feeling? Feeling good, feeling great. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm still <laughs> sexy if you, if you wanted to know. So, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. where are roll we going? Eyes, bro. Where are we going with this? Out the gate, don't roll your eyes, man. I'm still sexy, goddamn. Anyway, uh, <laughs> shout out to the folks that's already in the live watching us now. Uh, Stephanie, I see you. Uh, Johnny, I see you. Um, I'm sure more people are going to be uh joining us really sure. shortly. Yeah, they sure. on CP time, <laughs> but how was y'all, fellas? How was your weekend? Man, yeah, uh, sure. Go ahead, man. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm uh, multitasking. Over there well, you know, right. um, my weekend was was it was good. Um, got out, did some outdoor exercise shit. You know, we still ain't messing around indoors too heavy uh, right now. So, uh, got out, rode my bike uh, this morning. Um, then we went out skating uh, a little while after I came back in. Um. Yeah, and then we came back in the crib, got ready for the show, man. Nothing, you know, nothing, nothing too too spectacular. That's solid. Oh yeah, and you uh, uh, talk about the uh, the Vans joint. Oh yeah, because oh okay, so yeah, I'll go ahead and get that uh, get that in there. So I'm very 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 excited about uh, next Sunday's show. We are scheduled to interview um, a really dope artist, designer, and just creator all around, um, brother Brian Robinson, who is, uh, owner of, uh, the Black Genius Art Show. It's a, he's a really dope, like I said, he's a really dope artist. He, he puts his art onto, uh, clothing as well. He designs some of it, some of it, he just, he would just slap, uh, some art on, on some shit you bring through. But um, he got a, a partnership through Vans where uh, Vans has this effort called Foot the Bill, where what they're doing is they're stepping in and helping out um, small businesses by doing a collaborative uh, sneaker with them. And I don't know how much of the proceeds, but a portion of the proceeds go to the uh, go to either, you know, the artists or the the venue that they're in support of so he got the opportunity to do a shoe um it doesn't come out until the 20th 420 uh which is funny it's a lot going on on 420 i'm very anxious about that day because i gotta hurry up and get on these joints man i'm not one of those type of dudes i just like to go to the store and buy but yeah i'm really excited about next sunday man i'm hoping I'm hoping to have good news that my shoes are on the way, or maybe I even have them. I might get the shirt too, but yeah, man. So, so really looking forward to that, man. I think I'm the only one of us that don't have veins. I don't, I don't have, I don't have that. 
I don't have a pair of vans, man. Dude, huh? got more vans in a damn moving company. Okay, man, I love vans, man. Yeah, I don't have yeah. anything against them. I just never went out. I was like, oh, let me go cop some vans. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't our, it wasn't our, our lane for a while. It, it, it got I think Lil Wayne uh, helped cross it over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was skate, it was skateboard Ricky and them. Yeah, it wasn't really a hip hop thing, and then it kind of crossed over. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's oh. open in, in a number of ways, but you know. Also, uh, before Stan gets his weekend in there, let me go ahead and get my uh, beer out of the way here. We got Vazen. Stay cozy, Vazen Brewing Company. Stay cozy stout. Is it, it is a milk stout that I did. I was not aware of until I turned it around a minute ago. But it <laughs> is what it is. Milk. I'll be Pardon. bubbling up. Yeah, it'll be going down <laughs> later. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, this show will come with sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I make sure I hit mute if it go if it if it gets uh, hectic in here. When did you get the trumpet intro? <laughs> and I'd be like beatboxing in this joint, man. <laughs> but um, sputter butt sperm. <laughs> this joint is um, I, <laughs> I guess uh, East Kent Golden Hops are used in this. Uh, pale malt, flake oats, crystal malt, German chocolate wheat, roasted barley, and Norwegian Kvaik. Yeast. It is a very good beer. It's very, it's very sweet, um, and very. It is very cozy. It's a very, very warm, warm tasting beer, man. I was gonna ask you, what's what's the cozy part about it? Does it, does it warm you up inside? Um. Well, what the? Yeah, it kind of like it's. It's like a. It's kind of like a a milk, like a hot chocolatey kind of. I got kind so of vibe. <laughs> You gotta drink beer to understand, man. It's just it's it's warm. <laughs> Shut your ass up. Shut it the fuck up. Stan, how was your week, man? Hey, uh, yeah, man. It was uh it was pretty dope. <laughs> um, thanks for asking. <laughs> Cash, huh? Um, yeah, man, it was it was pretty dope, man. What one part that was dope and then not so dope. Um, so I got my final shot of the vaccine. Um, you know, first 24 hours were cool, but uh, but I had heard whispers before that, like everyone said, like first shot's not so bad, second shot a bit a bit more rough. And uh, yeah, the rumors were real. Uh, so when that uh second day came around, I mean, literally by uh, 24 hours after I got the shot or whatever, the honeymoon was over, dog, and I was in this joint, Harlem shaking, you know what I'm saying? Just you know. And uh you get, uh, you get Pfizer or Moderna? Uh Pfizer, Pfizer. Okay. And I've heard that like you know, people have an easier time with Pfizer. So, you know, uh shout out to everybody who had Moderna and who <laughs> apparently have been having it a little worse. Um, but it wasn't like you know, like oh my god, I think I might have to go to the hospital. It was just like man, a few chills and stuff, and the headaches off and on. It felt just like it just felt like the day after being out to like three to four o'clock in the morning. Uh, drinking all night and and not hydrating properly like that's really what it felt like you know what i mean to keep it a buck because i've had that experience in my younger days a few times where i wake up the next day just not feeling great bro and like why do i do this to myself you know what i'm saying and so 
yeah bro but um but yeah that was that was part of the week outside of that man um uh oh my god it was something i was gonna mention hold tight oh yeah yeah, yeah. i want to shout out the homie so um and then uh shout out i've been talking to dl off and on all week uh quiet is kept him and i've been working on this uh project that we haven't been talking about publicly um but uh basically he took um a few of my acapellas and he's doing like a remix ep uh of some of my joints and so we were just kind of catching up on that and some other business and then he dropped this banger out the blue me put this up on the screen but uh he just dropped a new project uh called trapped in jazz um and that's the cover art right there man it's very dope it's just um some really a play on trap music and jazz yeah yeah man it's like it's basically uh chop jazz samples uh with like trap drums under them you know what i mean and so like yeah so it's a it's a dope blend of old and new and stuff man a whole vibe a lot of these joints uh could make uh some fun songs already uh some of them are actual songs of his and stuff um and then uh a few of them are just kind of new instrumentals that uh hadn't been heard before and for real man i could i could hear like you know some dope ass r&b singers doing some things with it or some artists like code of the friend people like that you know what i mean it's definitely that vibe so uh definitely uh if you haven't checked it out uh, as much as you know uh, he <laughs> coded the fiend what you call him <laughs> Cody, you know that boy coded the fiend pretty good the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh but so shout out to Funky DL. Definitely check that out, man. Um, it's it's really dope per usual. Uh, you know, the, the homie delivers as he always does, man. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Yes, sir. So, so who first to start it off today? Um, you first, Mike. So right. right. So oh, you first. Me. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pow, pow. Me go ahead. Hey, you talking about today, Mike? So much, son. So <laughs> much. Um yeah so first things first man um there has been no shortage of quality stuff coming out um so it was very tough to kind of pin down what i was going to talk about this week outside of falcon and the winter soldier but then on thursday i get a text uh from the homie man shout out to my big brother from another mother uh my man sean oak williams my former manager hit me up and was like dude hey just sent he ain't even say much he just sent me the link to this trailer and then i watched the trailer and i'm like yo this is ape shit. and uh hold on i'm bringing the image up right now but um basically it was to check out this uh this new documentary that just dropped on netflix on thursday um and it is called um it's called dark city uh beneath the beat and so yeah man it is a excellent 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 documentary it's only an hour long i highly recommend that everybody take the time to check this joint out man if you're a fan of like um of dance music in general but specifically if you're a fan of baltimore club music dude yo go ahead get your life there's no like all i gotta tell you the tweet that i posted the other day after i finished watching it i was like hey man first of all shout out to all of the homies that i saw in there different people who i had the pleasure of meeting over the years um living in baltimore and working with people in baltimore 
Um, but then, like, bro, like you got stretched before you watch this joint. Because if you ain't dancing in your chair, <laughs> if you ain't, man. And then uh, the homie Careers, man, shout out to Careers Marcel. Um, really talented producer. Most people probably have heard his work uh, that he did with uh, uh, the brother, um, uh, the Jenna. Um, he did something on his last album and stuff. Wait, wait who? Um, um, Jenna or Jenna? Jenna. I said his name wrong. Remix. Remix. Jenna. Right. Hey, Boy, that like code of the feed. Code the My age was there. I was like, man, I know I was in the ballpark. Good day. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, Sherman. I just messed that whole connect all up. So we just go men in black that joke. There you go. So, man, so most people probably heard his work that he did with Jadena. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, man, but he he has a dope song that is high, hands down one of my favorite moments. Um, other than seeing the different uh, kids dancing in the uh, the documentary, um, one of my favorite moments in it is when they focus on uh, there's the scene outside of Lexington Market. Um, I think it's yeah, I think they're out front of Lexington Market, and uh, yo, and it looks like this cop slash security dude is eyeing um, is eyeing a different um, different people out front, and then it just kind of breaks into a music video. And like, yo, and shout out to uh, the brother Rufus Roundtree. You always see him with the crazy <laughs> hat, uh, like uh, like Mar uh, Marcus Garvey out here. You know what I mean? He got the Marcus Garvey hat he always wear when he got his trombone. And then shout out to the homie Easy Jackson. Uh, we used to do the open mic. How say again? I remember the dude with the hat on from the Be More show that were, were, were the incident night. Yeah, yeah, yo, man, a good amount of the homies who was there that night are in this movie. You know what I mean? So that was super dope to see. But that "Hey Baltimore" song, y'all, y'all can look that song up on Spotify right now. It's called "Hey Baltimore." Hey Baltimore. I, I'm hoping that joint got all the love after that movie premiered. But few major shout outs. Shout out to Issa Rae for uh for basically discovering this film. And putting it on a bigger platform and getting it out to more people. Yeah. That was super dope to see. She co-signed the film because she's a super fan of the director who's also a Baltimore Club artist. And that person's name is TT, the artist. Um, shout out to everyone who remembers the Hypnot Records, the, uh, record days when I was working with them and brought through the homie Greenspan. Uh, because Greenspan's first single had TT, the artist, on it. And TT, the artist, was already very established in the baltimore club scene um she's actually a transplant she was from uh florida originally which is there's a connection there too in you know florida's uh bass music and where baltimore club is like and we saw the connection when we was in middle school right like with the that track of the doodle brown joint the doom 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 doodle brown that joint back in the day yeah mm -hmm. i love that joint man yeah that because that was a that was a baltimore club joint you know what i mean but like but it had that miami bass influence or whatever with the uh the sample and so mm -hmm. yeah man it's dude I cannot. How they, how they get a video shot at Lexington Mall? That's one of the busiest spots in Baltimore. Well, they're right outside of the joint, but bro, they're everywhere in Baltimore, bro. Okay. They 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 are er, everywhere, everywhere okay. in Baltimore, bro. Like you know, man, I lived there for quite some time, you know, for several years, and man, and spent a lot of time because I was working in the education system up there too, and doing a lot in the music scene, and so ain't too many parts of Baltimore I ain't seen, bro. And when I'm watching that joint, I was like. Just checking my list, like, yep, they were there. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. 
yeah so it's just it's super authentic man you know what i mean like yeah bro like like i damn near shed a tear watching that joint bro like it was just beautiful man like the visuals dude every like you see how this shot that we got up on the screen look i was gonna say i like the visual that you got on the screen right now that's yeah bro tight, yeah. And, and that's uh olu butterfly right there uh in the dress um she's the uh like uh amazing poet she does a poem in the joint and um and then the brother with the trombone over here on the side that's rufus roundtree um who kills it uh on the hey baltimore song too singing and playing trombone on the joint before uh the homie easy jackson just comes through and just mops up hey bro that shit is fire man so yeah bro uh <laughs> hey <but laughs> they they over here cooking me in the joint like, why don't y'all move on you know what i'm saying let it go <laughs> you know in the chat i am getting cooked for those of you listening to the podcast still cracking jokes on me with whoever's present with you you ain't shit either i love you for listening but you know what i mean leave me alone so anyway <laughs> yeah hold on I'm gonna, I'm gonna post this last comment there we go all right yeah y'all, y'all feel better there you got it out yourself. <laughs> the jenna featuring code of the theme right the jenna <laughs> it's all right sherm time coming you know what i'm saying <laughs> next but uh but yeah man so that was um definitely the surprise that i got to, to see this week um was not on my radar at all so shout out again to uh my, my brother oak for uh putting me on man that was definitely a great look and um and then the the other one that uh that the world <laughs> that the world uh i'm pretty sure was waiting on after what we got in episode four uh, the falcon and winter soldier episode five bro the way that joints can we just talk about how it started did did you see this episode sir are you cool yes up? i did i'm caught up i'm caught I'm up proud. i'm so proud of you can we talk so about let's let's talk about this battle royale gentlemen this scene right here that i got up on the screen uh, first of all, man, um, Way Russell, uh, you know, aka uh, Kurt Russell's son, aka the No Lips villain. Um, yo, can we? Uh, what is his name? I, I really feel like I'm not doing. I know him by Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, I mean, I just said it. Uh, I think it's Wade Russell. If I'm not, oh, Wade it. Russell, that's his yeah, name. Yeah, okay, yeah, man. Um, but dude, he has such a punchable face, don't you he? Know? Especially because he has no lips. So there is no padding. (laughs) There is no padding. He's gonna feel all of this in his teeth. But yo, but look, can we can we uh can we just talk about wait, wait, wait. I think it's Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell, that's right. I was missing you fucking up all the names. All the names. Hey man, look, no lips villain. villain. Is to from this point further. You know what I'm saying? Oh. He, was no, he who hath no lips doesn't get a name. <laughs> you know what I'm he can't speak his own name with no lips. But yo, can I just say that the job that he's doing, man, that uh why Russell's doing, like people hate his character, and that mm-hmm. is just a testimony to how well he's playing it. Like, mm-hmm. yo, like he is. Yo, he he's the guy you love to hate in this joint, man. And um, that fight scene that they started the episode with, first yeah. thing my wife said, Rochelle was like, "This how we starting though?" I was like, "Yeah, this is this is 
this is going down. You know, uh, and watching him, it reminds me of what Johnny said last week when he said that uh, um, Captain Rogers was who, who did he say? He said Captain Rogers is who America wants to be. Um, what's his name in this? Uh, damn, I forgot his name. Right Walker. Now. Walker is the America that we really are. That stuck to me, and especially after watching yeah. this episode, I was like, "Yeah, yeah. Oh, he said he's the captain, uh, uh, Captain America we deserve, or something like that." Something yeah. along those Come lines. to those effects. Uh, the the, the yeah. parallel between the two of them is one of them fit that image and who we perspire and you know inspired to be, and the other one is who we really are underneath all of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was pretty dope. Shout out to Johnny for that one. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah dude. He um. Yeah, man, he he's definitely killing it. Like every moment he's on the screen or whatever, like yo, your your level, you I just feel the tension in the room just just elevates every time he comes into the scene. Um when he uh when he basically goes to that hearing and um and Kirk's out. And then shout out to um uh was it Julia uh, Louise Dreyfus uh from Seinfeld who made a, um a guest appearance on it. Um, and she's playing, I think, uh, Madam Hydra, if I'm not mistaken. Johnny, you can go ahead and uh, uh, confirm if I got that right. I'm pretty sure, you know what I'm saying, off the top, your man did solid that time. But, um, but yeah, her, her appearance was definitely dope. And, you know, like she was just it was, all, it was comical, too. I like that. That All types of things. You didn't lose that aspect of her, you know what I mean? Right. When she was delivering her lines. And she sat in between uh uh russell i'm sorry now i'm doing it when mm-hmm. she sat between her uh, walker and his you wife have, and she was it. like this this um this beautiful woman to the side of me and everything i was like yeah she's very cunning so i like that about her. <laughs> but, but she's like this beautiful this beautiful woman to the side of me looks at her hey how you doing and then before she can answer just right back into the joint hey yo, right. she respected his lady so many times john she did. so many times there's yeah look yes yes shell she was so disrespectful uh yep and uh shout out to steph for pointing out that yes she is a maryland native you know what i'm saying made in maryland you know what i'm saying quality actors and actresses and matter of fact uh he who hath no lips his mama goldie hahn is also from maryland you know what i mean oh so, shit. Where maryland goldie hahn from um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Maybe. she's I think she's actually from PG, either Stop PG or Mofo. One Word. of the two. But yeah, you know, know that. yeah, yeah. Goldie Hawn. You know, when I when I did my Made in Maryland song, I made it a point to to bring up as many different people historically who were from here, but I had a much longer list that didn't make it into the joint. So like just like really notable people, man. Like um, game changers, you know what I mean? Um, are from this great state of ours, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Shell. I see you rapping. You know what I'm saying? She she ain't from Maryland, but she know. I'm about to say your ass ain't from. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me do it. Don't. in the glory. No, but right I get it. She from Gatesburg. Okay. The majesty. She's right. from Mo County. One yeah. second, I got plug up. Yeah, no problem, no problem. But yeah, man, so the episode was definitely uh excellent. Um, again, man, if y'all haven't been watching uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I highly recommend you go ahead and catch up. We got one episode left, gentlemen. One episode left, man. Y'all got any any uh predictions? 
Well, first um, of all, oh, go ahead. No, I'm no, go ahead. No, I'm at the bottom. Go ahead. Well, I, I mean, I ain't got, I ain't got much because you know this is not my favorite series right now. So I just been watching it to be caught up. So you know, it's I, I have zero predictions whatsoever. I don't even like the lady with all the jokes. I I didn't even really know who she she really was. I was just watching. It's like, oh, this is, this is I like this show. I don't know who all the people are at all times, but it's a great show. Oh, thanks. How do you feel? <laughs> Man, listen, it was intense. That opening scene was intense. They broke the Bama arm. That was, that was, yeah, he fought the coat onto that shield so bad they had to break his arm to get it off of him. Bruh. That was, that was, that was my favorite part. That was my favorite yeah. part of the fight when they broke his arm. That yeah. was serious. Like, you know, and, and I think you also saw, for the first time, Bucky and um, Sam really be on one accord, which was mm -hmm. definitely needed and definitely useful at that point in time. But he broke the wings, man. Oh, that's, man. What I meant. <clears throat> that's what I'm looking forward to the most in the last series, because these wings that he, he got now are from Wakanda. He didn't break the wings, dog. He didn't break he, them. He did. He snatched them off. He took them off. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. He, he snatched them off. I was right off. off. Oh, this Bama luncheon for real. But um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what the next wings are going to be like because these are from mm. Wakanda. So, and they're vibrating, uh, so he won't yeah. be close. Yeah, so they probably you know, energy absorbent and all types of uh, stuff that's going to enhance him. Yeah. I'm let you know if you left the stove on. They're going to be super advanced. Oh, my God. Yes, sir. <laughs> one, one moment in the it was a lot of moments in this one, but one that sticks out to me in particular is when uh, Falcon went back to visit uh, Brad. What's his name? Bradley. Mm -hmm. And bef before he pulled the shield out, he's like, "Nah, keep it in the uh, keep it sheath. Keep it in the, the the case." Oh yeah, that whole scene, bro. Man, that scene. Remember we so talked cool. about this. We talked about this around episode. Actually, when we did the uh, the the one hitter after episode one and how mm -hmm. they were going to try to relate to some of the topics that still plague this country when it when it comes to black people and the symbolism of the united states and when he was like you know those stars and stripes don't mean much to me and he was you know they got to the point of the conversation when he was like uh, uh um you know it, it, no black man no self-respecting black man would want to be uh the captain yeah. america that was deep. Yo, that man, dude. That was deep. Yo, yo and and look, man, I, something I wanted to address, and then we'll keep it moving because um, I know we got a lot more show. But, um, man, I've been seeing little things online where people are saying stupid shit like, you know, like, oh, why are they trying to make this show political? And it's just ridiculous, yo. Like, if you're talking about that. race relations in this country, that that's not that's – not, my life ain't politics, dog. Like, my life is just my life. My experience is my experience. It's our people's experience. And unfortunately, that's what it is. So when someone brings that up, you know what I mean? It ain't, it ain't, it's less about politics and more about humanity or the lack thereof. You know what I mean? But and uh, what I don't understand about comments like that is how is race political? Because politics, to its definition, has to deal with laws and policies. Right. So how can bringing up a race topic 
automatically send people to something that's saying it's political unless they're admitting that a lot of the policies that were created mm-hmm. were based off race in this country in the first place so it's a double edged sword when it even comes up in topic and is relating um in that way yeah but yeah man i that was a that was a key point for me i i had to rewind that whole um part again just to hear some of the parts that was being said about it, some of the dialogue that was being said about it and also the the, the position that put um falcon in mm-hmm. at that point because now he's like you know i see both sides of it what they did yeah. to him you know what i mean versus you know what did he say do you think he said something bradley said something about do you think it's different now than it was then or something mm-hmm. like that and i was like man it was getting real deep so for those that haven't caught up to make sure you pay attention to that part because it plays into the psyche of what Falcon is going to have to deal with in his ultimate decision on whether or not he wants to be the bearer of the shield or not. So Yeah, and uh, and two uh, quick things before we uh, leave this conversation. Number one, as my wife uh, pointed out, um, it is true to the comic. For those of you who are not familiar with Isaiah Bradley's story, um, you could check out the comic book called um, or a series of comics called uh, truth red uh red white black um and that's the story of what happened like all that he shares or whatever in the um his character shares in the show uh is what happens in the comic um you know and it's actually a bit more intense in the actual comic because you actually see it um but yes so that and then um oh man the last thing i was gonna um point out oh yes it's important to remember too, like, cause while he's looking at it, like, you know, everyone's experience, uh, like we have as a people, and this is, this applies to many different people and everyone in general, like there are some shared experiences and there absolutely are some things that happen to a lot of us, but as like, as individuals, we, there are certain things about our experience that like makes it a bit more unique to us so in other words it's possible for for black men of a certain time to feel the way that isaiah's um, isaiah bradley feels but at the same time the next generation um in other words falcon's character uh his generation although he sees some of the same problems he can still be a bit more hopeful because if he knows his history he knows what he went through and while there are lots of similarities and there are things we are still dealing with there's also some progress right and so he he has to find he's grappling with his own truth and trying to figure out where he fits in all of that and so does he not pick it up because of the history behind that shield and what happened to isaiah bradley or does he pick it up to avoid someone who really isn't worthy of picking it up, us getting another John Walker, right, to carry that mantle and and hold it up the way that only he could, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's tough. It made me instantly think, um, and it's funny, I didn't even mention this to my wife, but it made me think of the conversation I had with my, my uncle, uh, Otis, uh, rest his soul, who mm-hmm. talked about um, when Obama was running for president, and like, you know, a lot of elders I spoke to didn't think he had a chance in hell. You know what I mean? And that was based off of the history that they lived through. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were like, man, this country never going to let a black man be president. And and like and, you know, and I was just speaking from a, like, yo, while I might have agreed with you a few years before, I just told him I was like, man, uncle, listen, 
there's some there's some things that I'm seeing on social media, which I know you don't know much about, but I know a bit about that. That's making it look like, yo, he might have a real shot. You know what I mean? And then a few months later, that's exactly what we got. So does that mean our whole people had progress? No, of course not. But it does mean that some things we thought was impossible before are quite possible now. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, man. It was, yo, a couple, a couple, a couple of also lines before you get off. When uh, uh, Dreyfus is, I don't even remember her name anymore. Mm -hmm. But when she oh. says um, that the the shield doesn't belong to the government, um, it's a gray area. I think that's going to be significant because yep. technically it doesn't it was invented by start um many many years ago um mm -hmm. and also at the um that conversation between bucky and um and, and and sam when they were talking about him making amends with people um mm -hmm. because remember we talked about in the, in the first episode i asked if he can't make amends with people does he continue to be you know caught in between being um the winter soldier and being bucky um right. we totally forgot about um the older asian man that uh he was trying to make amends to earlier in the season oh yeah you know he's I, think go see him. I think in in episode six that storyline is going to come back full circle um yeah. and booking um where it started so i look forward to seeing that i look forward to seeing the new wings and I look mm -hmm. forward to seeing what a vengeful uh, Walker is going to be now. Um, and also, uh, there was a lot of speculation about uh, what's the girl's name that the one that they met in Madrid. Um, Madripoor. Um, you Madripoor. talking about? Um, oh, you talking about a Agent Carter? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She finally. Yeah, she mm -hmm. finances the guy who had beef with with um, Falcon. So is she a double agent? Is she somebody that, you know, we need to be looking out for? I don't know. But I'm looking forward to seeing what the next episode We're going to learn on Friday, son. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing that. Yo, next Friday is going to be crazy, son. We got so much stuff coming next Friday. We got Mortal Kombat coming next Friday. We got the season finale or possibly ser actually series finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, and, of course, um, Tuesday is, you know, good old verses with red man and method man and speaking of music you know what i'm saying we're gonna pass it to my band no other none other than my brother shiggity sherm ladies and gentlemen all right <laughs> ladies and gentlemen boys and girls yes sir welcome to a new episode of what the fuck are you doing today no <laughs> but, um, so don't have no new music for for this week because ain't really been nothing on my radar. I haven't really noticed anything new come out, but we do unfortunately have some sad music news. Um, we good. have now the passing of Black Rob. Um, ooh, I don't have his name up right now. Somebody can help me with his name. His government. Black Rob. I know his first All name. Right. Got it. Yeah. yeah. It's Robert yeah. Ross. Robert, Robert Ross. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So um he passed from uh a lot of different health complications. Yeah. Um he was homeless, man. That's the saddest part of that story is I heard he was homeless. I did not hear that portion of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh I, man. 
But yeah. um, yeah. That's so he's had man. he had multiple heart attacks. Hmm. Uh, what do he have? Liver? Was it liver failure? It looked like kidney failure because kidney, the, kidney failure. the way his kidney face was sunken in, the way his face was sunken in <laughs> on that last video where he was giving um. Um, a, a video to uh, uh, respects to DMX. Yeah, his, his old face was sunken in, and to me, that's a clear sign of kidney failure. I'm no doctor, but I've seen it before. Yeah, yeah, this is this is yet more unfortunate news. Brother was only only 51 years young. Wow. Um, I rest definitely. Peace, huh. I say rest in peace, man. Oh, definitely, definitely rest in peace. Um. I definitely want to urge my brothers out there to take care of your health. Mm -hmm. um, I know we used to running a thousand miles per hour and we feel like, you know, in our 40s, we still might be able to run, but you can still run, but you got to take care of yourself to some extent, please. A lighter music note, he was... At one point, my favorite bad boy artist because mm -hmm. he came at a time, huh? No, nah, was just agreeing. Go ahead. Oh, oh, yeah. So, so he came at a time when it was post locks, and I, I guess, mm -hmm. I guess Puff had had learned his error in trying to make the in in trying to change the 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 um the the image of the locks. So mm -hmm. when Black Rob, you know, artists like Black Rob, G Dep, Dark Curry, when all them came through, they Bruh. were who they absolutely were. Goon squad, son. <laughs> and goons, Bruh. huh? Oh my Nothing god. Nothing but goons, man. These dudes, like Black Rob had a swag like no other back then, man. His he had the voice and <clears throat> the way he told his stories, it's like yeah. He, he he told it. It was almost like he he was coming from the perspective of a boss, but it was awesome. Like this shit was like the nigga was grimy. Like Rob yeah. Black Rob was so grimy. Mm -hmm. Oh man! But he told his story. Like, damn. I want to say, and and please correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say he kind of had a Christopher Wallace esque storytelling style, man. Yeah, very, I, I, very intricate, very detailed, um, mm -hmm. and very, very dark. Very dark. Yeah, I, 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 while I agree that he was a great storyteller, I never want to put him in any type of um light with Chris Wallace because I think he, Biggie did it on a whole nother level. But, yeah, but Black Raw was definitely nice with it. I would say that Biggie, like, hit the way he told the story was more cinematic. Where I felt like with Black Rob, like in it, in it, you know, because we know like in a lot of the stories that Big told on record, while they were super dope and stuff like that, a lot of it like was exaggeration, right? To kind of just make it more interesting. Um, but like for Black Rob joints was just like it was like it wasn't exaggerating, <laughs> dude. It, it was just like a documentary film. You know what I mean? It was just like a documentary film. Like no straight, no chaser, just kind of straight to the point. That's why, like, my favorite Black Rob verse uh, is the the twenty four hours to live joint. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like uh, then uh, go home, take a shower at ice cold water, and spend my last hours with my son and my daughter. Dog, like, fucking goosebumps right now, just quoting that shit, man. Like, 
when I hear that line, especially after he passed, like I hear that line, and all I kept thinking was like, I hope he actually got the uh, actually got to spend his last mm-hmm. hour. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, man. Um, um, as I was telling the fellas before we sh- uh, started the show, I actually had the like pleasure of meeting him um early 2000s outside of sob in nyc um he was like one of like the first of a few notable hip-hop artists um who actually was showing efam love man me tone deaf shout out to uh um pack fm oh man shout out the session and keep session in your prayers man he's actually having some um some health troubles too man i just talked mm, to him yeah bro like yeah but keep session uh in your prayers man uh yeah man but anyway um yo but black rob like literally we met him out front of sobs man he copped uh, we used to have uh, for my old song um fui rhyme better we used to have shirts uh that tone deaf design and um black rob bought like bought a joint like right out right after we came off stage showed love and then did a drop for those of y'all who remember the substantial evidence mixtape if y'all go listen to that later and um hear the ain't no happy in this joints you hear several drops uh pharaoh z is the first drop shout out to him shout out my man marksman um you know uh who part of the mcmi crew um and cataclysm he was the second drop and the last drop was black rob um yeah man just yo just a super humble dude man like when i met him he just genuinely seemed to be happy like about being able to do what he loved to do and when he was amongst like hip hop shit, like he was just man, he was just happy to be there because life was, you know, I mean, hell, man, his first album came out when he was thirty, dog. So this nigga mm-hmm. lived a whole life, like a scene, a whole lot before he ever put a record out. So a lot of what we heard, like when he was really putting his, you know, putting his story out there, man. And um, yeah, man, yeah, rest in peace to him, dude. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But um yeah, moving on to uh other uh topics. Sorry to just you know kind of abruptly move on, but it's all good. We'll get on to to the shows that I've been checking out. Um, well, first I just want to start off by saying it's been a really rough week. I've been really, really triggered this week. You got the Chauvin trial going. You got the um, you got the Dante Wright uh, murder going, or I'm not going to call it what it's not the the, the shooting, the police shooting of Dante Wright. Um, um, Adam Toledo. Adam, you got Adam Toledo's uh, killing, and then I've been watching them, (laughs) and that has not helped at all. Like I had trouble like i had trouble this oh we lost sherm motherfucker drops sherm had trouble for real he had so much trouble. <laughs> look you're saying with the man in the black hat came to get sherm <laughs> yo oh the man in the black hat took sherm oh God. what a blooper moment <laughs> the man in the black hat got sherm what happened are you okay <laughs> What just happened? I don't know, son. Man in the black hat got you, dog. <laughs> that joint scared the hell out of me. So you stop talking about this. I was like, what the fuck? What? That was creepy. I don't know, Sharon. Did y'all see anybody behind me? No. 
<laughs> no, but if Miss Vera show up, nigga, I'm gonna take you out this joint. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's what that was. That milk. <laughs> I didn't touch anything, dog. I did nothing. I don't know what just happened. I don't man. know, sir. I don't know, man. My bad, yo. Like, just, so, yeah, you were saying yeah. them, them, right? So amazing, um, amazing sir. series, amazing Bro, series. I, like, like, like we always do it. We don't give a shit if you haven't finished the series. Unfortunate for you. Yo, when the motherfucking <laughs> reason why Chester is not around. Mm. Captain Bruh. Bruh. I meant Captain to look it up bad. to see the historical uh, accuracy of that to see if, you know, that was a thing. I'm assuming... I would assume it was a thing. Bruh. Bruh. I'm uh, kind of speechless. I'm episode five. When you rewatch it, for those that saw it before, episode five is literally one you can skip over. Not because it's it's not good, but because oh. that it was a little bit, uh, it was a not a little bit, it was a lot of bit to take. Yeah. Episode five. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and my man, my man who's playing the blackface character, dog. Yeah, dog. Oh, yeah. he he murked yeah, he that was role. Stand out for real. He murked that role. Dog. My favorite part this is when dude went um scariest shows I have ever seen. Like TV shows, this shit's scary as fuck. Yeah, yeah, when, I, I and, agree. But it's so necessary to and me, and I, I love. It's so necessary to me. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I I enjoyed it. And again, it's not one of those things that you're going to watch over and over again. But there's not a part in there. If you black, there's not a part in there that you can't relate to at some point. This is why I this in my opinion, this is why the whole her um um uh 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 damn, right. what's his name? Right. Hank Emery. Um his his involvement with corporate America. I, we talked about that last week. But his involvement in corporate America, I I totally get it, bro. I get it to a T because the stuff still goes on today. And that, I promise and that's, you, that's one thing that I really loved about the series is the mm -hmm. the personification of like the what who the monsters were. They weren't you know they weren't just these. You know, sci-fi. Just oh yeah, we just gonna throw some sci-fi shit in here just to make the show more watchable. This was the manifestation of, of what all of the characters drama. were fighting with internally, dog. Internal the shit, trauma. The show is fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like my man on the inside was battling. Hank was battling with whether or not he was being black enough. Yo, yep. you got the little girl Some battling with her stuff. side of you know her her um fitting in at school and wanting to be more like the white girl she sees. Like even to the point I could when when it, it was shown that the girl the little white girl was dead, I'm like, oh, yeah. yo, yeah. the way that they dealt with the mental the mental trauma that they were going through, like that mm -hmm. is what the horror was. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't just some shit out of nowhere. That was the horrors aspect of the show was their mental trauma and that shit was when dog when she came up with came home with the white paint that was mm -hmm. creepy. Yeah. that shit mm -hmm. was creepy as fuck man yep 
Yep. Yeah, man. How about how about Betty across the street being so concerned about the black people that are moving in her neighborhood and here she get kidnapped <laughs> and held hostage by one of the people that she can that how it be? Ain't that how it be though, dog? It be your own people, bro. While you pointing, while you pointing at somebody else, your man behind you with a whole dagger, like, yeah, keep on talking. I got something for you, I, man. It, this white on white crime got to stop. This it was crazy. deep, bro. And the whole the image of her running across the field, running to her freedom, yeah, and getting shot down by the imaginary gun line, getting shot down like an animal amongst animals, amongst animals. animals, yeah, right. Yeah, imaginary gun amongst the actual animals. Man, she she knew at that point what it was like to be black. Mm. Mm. It's 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 deep, and I, I'm, you know, I I look forward to season two. I know season two is not going to be related at all to yeah, season one. They switch it up from season to season. Yeah. I do hope they do what Fargo does, though. Like how Fargo connects some of the seasons, even though it's a completely mm-hmm. different story. They show mm-hmm. how they're actually connected in some cases. Mm-hmm. So um, it would be interesting if they do that. Like, because, for example, at the end of them, like they kind of zoom in on the uh, the youngest, on the youngest daughter. And mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting if like the next season is like basically showing the demon she's up. Right in, mm. like in her uh, world as an adult. So um I want to. I do want to say this real quick, uh, Sherm. I'm sorry. Um, I hope, yo. Like, what I will say is this: it is a extremely tough watch. But don't be one of these people out here that see the name them and then automatically. F- I mean, it's hard not to think of us um, after seeing the trailer. But I've been seeing like these terrible reviews online or whatever where people keep like saying how like it's just a rip off of us it is nothing like us far more in common um it has far more themes in uh, in common with um uh uh, get out movie than it does us you know what i mean because of what it deals with um but it's a completely it's a completely different thing it's it's not the and it's easy to get that feeling based on the trailer, but watch but then, the show. It is a tough watch, though. But then the whole time, too, though, like what Jordan Peele has done is he's actually kind of started a subgenre or a, yeah, maybe another genre. So, yeah. like, yeah. So if, if it, there are going to be other shows, like he, this is black shit. This is our shit. So don't mm-hmm. complain about like what Freddy Krueger, Jason. Michael Myers, all them shits was the same. You motherfuckers ain't complaining about that shit, but you, but right. but some black, so a, a black show come out and it, and it's reminiscent of another show. We got to complain. We got to hear complaints about it, and we participate in the shit. Oh yeah, there, man, this, this show. And from black people. That's there was, a wise, there, there was a wise man that that said um, something about us being a collective. So whenever one thing, shout out to Substantial who say that. Um, right one of the things that we do and we tend to do is associate by by color we do the same things like if it's a black cast and then it's a one title series we assume that them is relating to us so we got to get out of that because it's absolutely yeah. not us it's yeah. not us at all this shit is different. Different. different yeah I, I really feel like it was just lazy laziness man like they see the title the trailer doesn't help. The trailer definitely makes you with the music. Uh, 
yeah, like how, how they did it was very much in that vein. Um, so I get it. If you saw the trailer, you see the girl from us, you know what I mean? And then the joint's called them. It's easy to kind of make those connections. And it's a family. Yeah, and it's a family of four. You of know what four. I mean? Uh, right. So it, there are similarities, uh, like in those respects, but that's a that's very much, I mean, where it pretty much ends. And like yeah. it's a very, it's a very different experience. And then you also understand too, you're dealing with a a show so you're getting a lot more detail about um everyone's experience um you know and so yeah man but anyway what about, what about the man in the black hat and how they related slavery um to christianity and the bible mm -hmm. and that's continuing on man i was like bruh if y'all don't stop preaching right now bruh man heavy man it is. They assume that, oh, these people, because he helped us, God sent them here for us. So they're therefore our property. Bruh. <laughs> and, who, and who fed them that line, James? Who fed them that line, James? Who fed them the line? Who fed them that yeah. line? Who, who pointed that line out to them in the Bible, James? The uh, the, the kid, whatever. Right, the, and uh, who was the kid, James? He was a devil. And and what do they say about the devil, James, in the Bible? What do they say about the devil? How well he knows knows the word? Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Mm. It was deep, that right there. It was episode nine because some people are like I don't mm. know about episode episode nine was one of the you got one of the ones you got to replay back and let that yeah. let it sink in. Yeah, let it sink in because one of the commandments was that he make hell for for black people throughout the rest of the time. You know what I mean and mm -hmm. It just relates to everything. It yeah. relates to everything, bro. Yeah, that episode was powerful. When they was when he was calling the dude lazy, man, right? <laughs> and, and all I kept thinking <laughs> was just like, boy, man, shout out to all our brown and black folk out here man. who oftentimes got to do so much more to get to the same point as our white counterparts. Mm -hmm. um just to be told that like just to be called lazy and say how mm -hmm. you don't work hard when you've had to do like 10 times as much to get to that point right, and, like, right. You know, oh to my god point, that, to, to, to a point beneath what you actually deserve act uh to to, bro, to be honest hey, and, I, and I, all you wanted was his will all he wanted was his wagon will fix that's it that's it that's what he bro. That's all he wanted it's all he wanted. off with that with that episode. I'm like, yo, these motherfuckers just like they you 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 said you was gonna help them. Yeah, yeah. And you go into this twisted. Oh my god, we we could be we could be on that joint all day. We could be on this show all day. Yeah, but yeah. and, and uh, I really we need to start really doing series series ending reviews. Yeah, we do. Separate <laughs> shows. Because it's a lot. If we could go on and on for another twenty yeah, minutes about that. That's the episode about this show alone. Sure. Trust me. But but you got more to cover, man. We got we got it. Yeah, to I meant I meant to talk about them last. So I'm gonna go ahead and get through Snowfall real quick, so we could get on, so we could get to to uh to the brother Cash. Um, Snowfall. It's definitely taking uh, a lot of uh, a lot of interesting turns. I'm trying to recall all that's going on. I don't have any notes with me. I am not cash and stand. I'm sorry. We studied I, different. I got your back though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, thing, uh, we... So uh first off, you got um it just it so I I kind of feel like 
I feel like this episode had a a, a taste of sloppiness, and I wanna I wanna say it showed mostly in the scene where Wanda showed up. And maybe it's just them adding a little bit of comedy to such a dark ass story. But when Wanda showed up with the two hip girls and she was like, damn, why are you giving these bitches a job before you give me a job? It was it was just a real awkward uh, kind of awkward scene to me. But mm -hmm. it appears as though what's going on is shit is shit fuck bananas right now. So. Man, like. Uh, man, boy, man, boy is gone. I'm, I'm. It's crazy because I, the, it's, I'm concerned because I need to know who the girl's brother is. Like that's what is burning my mind right now as I'm talking about Snowfall. <clears throat> is who Franklin's, I guess, ex girlfriend's brother is that man, boy was protecting, but she lures man, boy over to the crib. Man, boy dead. Khadijah did. Man, they did. They did. They ain't had to do Khadijah like that, though. They ain't had to do Khadijah like that. Oh, oh no, they ain't had to do her like that. They didn't have to do her like that. How they do her, James? <laughs> <laughs> how they do her? <laughs> Why you sitting there talking about me and, and winning soldier? How they, how they do Khadijah, boy? <laughs> you watch nothing. You watch nothing. <laughs> I'm a binge it. Damn, I'm a binge watch it. Tell you, hey, real, real quick sidebar, man. Uh, shout out. Well, rest in peace to the character, man, boy. You know what I mean, and um, and Khadijah's character as well. Shout out to the actor, uh, Melvin Gregg, who plays um, man, boy. He's actually from VA, if I'm not mistaken. So shout out to him. Yeah, definitely. Man. You know what I mean? For the DMV. So, yeah, she's, she's going crazy. James doesn't know anything. But she's going crazy. Stan, <laughs> I'm going to get your I'm gonna get your opinion. Here we go. I put um, that way the comments yeah, fall off. You might, as well, you might as well just go ahead and toss him <laughs> off the screen. Just, just get him out of here. <laughs> right, okay. okay. But climb out with you, James. Right. So, get him out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks to me, it feels like what's going on is you got kids, and these kids have lost absolute like they thought they had control, and now everything is falling apart. You got uh, uh, Reed, Reed is out there. I don't Reed is out here on his nut. I don't know what the fuck. That's crazy right now, man. Oh, and and the reporter is gone. I almost forgot about poor uh, oh, yeah. her name. Oh yeah, man. But you knew. But you knew, though. You you knew. You knew. Yeah. Every every. How could you not know? It's it's one of those things. Like what she was doing is absolutely honorable. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta give respect to the sacrifice that she was willing to make. But everybody was trying to tell her. You know what I mean? Especially you know like her 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 black well, her ex husband. He was just like. You know, but he know because he a black man in America. He's like, baby, <laughs> man, they kill us for less. So you, you know what I'm saying, Bruh, Remember, you killed out here trying to just live. You know remember what I mean? I said earlier in the uh, in the series that everybody was going to die. This was the episode where everybody Bruh. died. <laughs> Crazy, yeah, man. Crazy. But yo, man, boy was talking shit till his final breath. Bro, that's a real dog. When they say real nigga, 
That's a Duh. real nigga. Right. <laughs> That's a real nigga right there, man. Right. The man, levels. I'm talking about till they shot him. Right. I ain't even still talking his shit like you ain't already caught a few. You know man. what I'm saying? Like, yo. Oh, my God. He caught yeah. one, laying there talking shit, caught two more, and talked even more shit. It's like, oh, I'm about to go, so I'm just going to go ahead and get it in on you right, right. quick. Right. <laughs> hey, you a bitch. You a bitch. <laughs> And you a bitch, like god damn, dog. Yo. <laughs> like, you're gonna die. <laughs> Yo, and Franklin was so disrespectful with them final shots, too. So just like the way he you his face up. You ain't even gonna let him finish though. <laughs> Let's just let him get out. He's like, that was basically the gun equivalent of shut up. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. And he shot him twice. So yeah, it was literally two syllables. Just, <laughs> you know, shut up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dog, uh, that joint, you know what I'm saying? I typically don't make fun of uh, gun violence, but I can't yeah, find that. that. So it was, yeah. And and I still say, man, they ain't had to do Khadija like that. I thought they was going to let her be all right, man. It was, it was a whole scene, whole apology and everything. She cold-hearted or was cold-hearted, but damn. Yeah, yeah I knew. It, it's crazy, man. Like, I knew. I knew that. Once she stabbed up uh, the way she did his homeboy, like, you know, when when your folks start looking at you sideways, right? Like, mm, I think she done gone off the deep end, right? Like, you already know that's it for that character. Just like when, you know, the when your crazier boyfriend is like, yeah, you tripping. Yeah, right. Like, you, you taking this a bit far. And I knew I was like, nah, because Jerome hadn't really got what he wanted yet. You know what I mean? Um, Like. Jerome didn't feel redeemed yet, like in terms of what happened to uh, his lady. So because yeah, he had to, they started working with the hit girls that shot Louis. Yeah, yeah, but those hit girls, they they were business. None, it was just business. They were working yeah. for Khadija. So like you but, know, but that's what that's what was sparking sparking his need for vengeance. Though it's like, oh, now I got to work with these motherfuckers that just shot my girl. So just you know, just saying, just adding to your point about why Khadija had to go down. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yo, just a sidebar, like back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's ultimately going to be Carly's fa fatal flaw in um, in uh, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The main um, they can't kill uh, Carly. Say what you say? They can't kill Carly. I, I ain't saying uh, if they're going to kill her or not, but she's definitely going to go down, and I think she's going to go down hard if she doesn't get killed because there's certain lines that she's crossing where the people who are closest to her are starting to question her decisions. Yeah, yeah. So, they did a very good job. Anytime you see that in a story, you already know where that's going. Yeah, they did a good job expressing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. But uh yeah, dude, Snowfall, man, next next week last episode, right? Last episode coming up, man. I'm anxious. Woo! Woo. Lord, I'm anxious. Man, it's crazy. I got to go to the bathroom just talking about this shit. I'm a captain. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, man, this is crazy. I'm gonna catch that one. Watch, yeah, man. But cash, yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad, Sherm. Anything else? Nah, nah, that's it. It's on, it's on, it's on the James. He's talking about he's gonna catch. He said, Yeah, <laughs> you ain't you gonna know, catch nothing. Nobody believes in you. We know, first of all, we don't believe be you, you don't even take care of your children. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Hey, for everybody, that was from Lean on Me. That was just a lean, that was a lean on me line. <laughs> like that like, shit ain't true, right? That was a lean on me line. I just had to go all the way through it. And I didn't add lib. I just, well, I'm sorry. 
that's funny. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so listen, um, for the people that's been there for a minute, um, we're running a little bit over. I'm gonna keep mine short, sweet, and to the point. The only sports I have today is a giving a shout out and a uh big up to Dwayne Wade, the yes. three-time NBA champion, yeah. uh, Dwayne Wade, my, my Miami Heat. He's now joining a, a majority owner, excuse me, in a team having ownership with the Utah Jazz. Um, mm-hmm. This is significant because a lot of players inspire to do other things outside of um, basketball once their career is over. Um, so getting into ownership, he joins a list of very few um, former players that are now owners or or stake owners or part owners. Um, adding Dwayne's um, name to that list of Grant Hill with the Atlanta Hawks, Shaquille O'Neal with the Sacramento Kings, um, and of course, we all know Michael Jordan with uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Shaquille um, got got baseball too, right? Yeah, and and Magic Johnson he previously had four percent stake with uh, the Lakers, but he also owns a big stake with the uh, the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, so it's it's great to see these players do other things, big business ventures outside of it. There was a little bit of controversy that happened because. Um, it was assumed that he would get some stake in Miami since he was um, the guy who brought them their first championship. Um, and, you know, Dade County is also called Wade County because he meant that much to <laughs> that organization years ago. So some people were kind of tight with um, Mickey Arison, the owner of um, Miami Heat, because Dwayne is not a owner um, with them. Um, Mickey did come out and express that he did have some negotiations with um, Dwayne um, when it comes to ownership stake with the Miami Heat, but ultimately Dwayne went another route with um, uh, um, the Utah Jazz, which um, also went on a deeper level um, because of their stances uh, with the LBGQ, uh, LBG, LGBTQ community. Um, as well as their stance with um, Black Lives Matter. Um, the owner of the Utah Jazz is only 41 years old. Dwayne Wade is 39. So um, it's a very young ownership group. Um, they made a connection and the business took care of itself. So shout out to Dwayne, to Dwayne Wade for that. Can, can I say something right quick? Yeah. Hey, man, I'm going to need black men to stop with this suit jacket turtleneck combination because it just makes me feel like any any dude any brother that i ever see with this combination i just think they looking for ass you I, you're just looking for ass all the time i can't take you seriously man i don't know what it is. just think you're always on the hunt for some ass because that is just the dumbest combination you, you just you know what he like thirsty what's he missing though uh james and i mean uh, gold uh, chain the a right thin, or the hair bone joint. chain, <laughs> hair bone joint. You know, what I'm one saying? you almost can't see with a thinner, with an even slimmer cross at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and an earring, an earring. Right. I, right. I hate y'all. Terrible, I hate that. Why is that too. so popular now? I don't know. They bringing it back. I, wow. Oh, man. Is he looked like? <laughs> he looked like. Oh uh, man, it's like bizarro world uh uh death row, you know what I'm saying? Like the soft version, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> death row cover did R and B, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, all right, this took a different <laughs> route. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm done. All right, go ahead, go ahead, Kay. So yeah, um 
shout out to Steve D Wade um, and this accomplishment. Um, they haven't yet. They have yet to say how much stake he has, but in order to be considered the owner, you have to have at least 1% stake. So I'm assuming it's at least 1%, which for a organization that's that worth one, well done. Yeah. For organization that's worth $1.66 billion. That's I missed it. What'd you say? This nigga said, I like my steak well done. <laughs> but it wasn't that it wasn't that that was funny. It was the face he made after he said it because he just stopped, shook his head like that was terrible. <laughs> that shit made it even funnier. So I had to explain that for the folks who were just <laughs> as opposed to watching. But yeah. I like my stick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then the face of shame. <laughs> <laughs> the follow oh. face of shame for oh. the poor joke. But go ahead. I'm go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's back to you. <laughs> my whole face and hair hurt right there. you laughing at you, dudes, man. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so, so ladies and gentlemen, that's the show <laughs> for this week. Hey man, thank y'all so much uh for watching, man. Shout out to everybody in the chat. The chat has been popping the whole time. We appreciate y'all. Uh shout out to Johnny Perezzo, you know what I mean? Uh with his mighty wrench holding us down per usual. Shout uh out to my too. Yeah, man. Your cuz came through. Yeah, you know what I mean? And Ramon. Yeah, Ramal, shout out to the homie Ramal for coming through, man. Uh, early bird, uh, the missus, Mrs. Robinson was holding it down as well. I saw, um, it was a birthday shout out to Ice Killer as Ice well. Killer. Ice Killer birthday, that's what's up. Shout that's out. right, rounding out the Aries gang. Hey, yeah. so, gang. so, so it's somebody's name that's you just said, well. right? <clears throat> and this ain't gonna be long, it's somebody's name you just said, mm -hmm. and it's that name and somebody else's name that like lately with with my with with the whole trigger thing like mm -hmm. it's a couple of people that we know that it's like you know so because i figure as black people we have always had to show because you know we're always put in a negative light so mm -hmm. it has always been unfortunately a responsibility of ours to always show like nah even though you've been you you tried to fuck us up Nah, we still way more civilized than you. We still way smarter. We still way more athletic. You couldn't fuck us up. So we had to prove that to them after they tried to turn us into savages. Didn't fucking work. So there are some people that we know that are absolutely whiting the right way. I don't want to say any names because I don't want to associate them with this because it's like it's it's. I'm I'm saying it and I'm saying it lightheartedly, but I'm saying it for real in the, at the same time. Like, yo, we know some really fucking dope white people, man. And they need to put documentaries out showing other white people how to white in America <laughs> properly. Yeah. I'm it's, not going to say their names because I don't. I mean, we all know it is. And, you know, get bad messages, but they're whiting the right way. And I fucking love it. They're doing it white. No, no. No, that was actually no. That Hello? was a good one. Hello? That was a good one. Hello, is this on? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, it, look, it was only it was only it was only two white folks who who uh, that I could see based on the post and stuff. And so yeah, well, one of them might not have been here. So it might maybe so there's there's three. Then one of them might not have been here. 
Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. But we appreciate y'all. You know, we love saying? y'all, man. Shout out to our allies. You know what I mean? We, we love we, y'all. Yo, because yes, you know, I'll, I'll say this, man, to wrap up. Look, you know, I think a lot of times that like the issues that folks see that happen, uh, you know, to our people um, and other um, and other ethnic groups, uh, other minorities in this country and look at it. Oftentimes, a part of the problem is they look at it as a, it's their problem type of thing. When a lot of the issues, because the, a lot of these issues are systemic or whatever, there are problems that oftentimes were introduced by a different group of people. Um, the, and oftentimes, the majority in this country, in other words, white folk. And so these problems aren't just certain communities' problems. It's, it's our country's problems, right? And the mirror is being held up to our face. And so shout out to the people who step up and realize that, you know what I mean, when, when they... You know, I don't want to say that they don't have anything to benefit from because the reality of it is if our folks are doing better and other minority groups who oftentimes get taken advantage of are doing better, don't we're going to create a better country and we're going to create yeah. better opportunities, not just for our own folk, but stuff that you're ultimately going to benefit from as well, because we managed to do that even when we get shitted on. Right. Mm -hmm. We still have done that for the country. You know what I mean? So imagine. What the hell could happen if folks would just get the fuck out the way? You know what I mean? And I ain't talking about the folks who are helping. I'm talking about the folks who constantly put roadblocks <laughs> in people's way. Look at what has been done to help lift this country with the roadblocks put in front of our people, right? So imagine how better things could be for everybody, not just us, but for everybody if folks would just Move get the fuck out the way. Something that just something to grow on, something to think about. It's something I think about a lot, you know. And it's and it's really that's what folks when they say they're looking for peace. What I'm really looking for is just a place where folks aren't in my damn way. Just out the yeah. way, pretty just much out the way. That's it. You know what I mean? And that that's all. That's all. That's it, man. But listen, thank all of y'all for watching, listening, however. Hey. You're Shout out show. Steph too. Steph said we forgot her name. Shout out Stephanie Gale. Stephanie oh, Gale, we are shouting you out. I can't shout I out I, Steph. I already gave her a shout out. Moving on. Moving on. And Johnny told me to say his goddamn name right. It's Johnny Perozo. Perozo. Perozo, not Perezo. Perozo. Uh, Peru Rhymes with Bozo. You know what I'm saying, Johnny Perozo. Uh, oh, Johnny, Johnny, you better give him flames next 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 Sunday. I couldn't resist. You've been cooking me this whole time. You know what I'm saying? I just had to do something for oh. You know what I'm saying? And my last word, yes. I just want to say I'm proud to be a part of this podcast. Yes, I'm proud to be a black man. Yeah, and I'm also proud that my wife is white. Hey yo! I'm out, man. I'm out. <laughs> That's a mic drop moment. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you ass. Hey yo! Hey yo! Oh my yo! I must have forgot. Oh man! Oh man! That that was a a good old Easter egg uh, from the the last episode. Glad, yeah, <laughs> boy Hubert Davis. <laughs> Oh, oh God, you're gonna hurt, young. Yeah. All uh, right. So on that note, <laughs> if you haven't subscribed, <laughs> if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, man, please do so. Uh, our next uh, goal that we're trying to hit is 150 subs uh, subscribers. 
Uh, currently, I think we are at, uh, was it 108? So we got a little ways to go, but definitely make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you're watching on Facebook, please like our page. And you also can support us uh, on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash three to odd way. Um, we do have some options for merch on there as well. If you stay hey, on our shirts are dope. Yes, our shirts are dope. You know That's what I mean? Fire. Yeah. So please uh, support if you can. We appreciate the support and all the love. And we will see y'all uh, next week. We will be live, but we might have a, a surprise um, uh, recap or whatever. Well, not a surprise mm -hmm. so much, but we might do a recap show of Versus. So we will talk about that and get back to y'all. All right. So everybody have a great rest of the weekend. Enjoy these last few hours. You know what I mean? Um, and peace. 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 James going.